Hello, hello. My name is Carla, and welcome back to the Becoming Her podcast. Today, we have a special guest. She speaks on the difference between having a traditional man mindset and a provider man mindset. She, I personally think, is going to be the next big thing because she describes all of her concepts in a very clear manner, and she's a lover girl like us. She has a big heart. She's very kind. And she is all about being a spoiled princess. So please, Nadine, welcome. And thank you for being a part of today's podcast. Hi, Carla. Thank you so much for having me today. (laughs) (laughs) I know that we spoke off record, but I just want you to know that I'm very thankful for you saving time. I know that you're a busy gal. I know it seems like I feel like people have this misconception that because we're spoiled girlies we don't have a busy life but that's what keeps us spoiled being busy and keeping you know our life productive so thank you for saving time no of course but yeah for sure lots of hobbies, <laughs> projects going on always you know having something fun to do that's awesome um so I wanted to go ahead and ask you the obvious question what got you into the social media space like It's already scary to put your stuff out there, but more specifically, when you talk about relationships, like, were you terrified or like, what got you into the space? Yeah, you know, it actually took me like six months of thinking back and forth before I started (laughs) posting. Um, I was going through a really difficult time. Um, and I honestly felt like I wished I had like an older sister or someone I could go to for these things. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to be that for other girlies and talking about relationships kind of happened naturally because knowing who I used to be and like who I am now, I know it's because of how much I worked on myself concept and how much Mm -hmm. I grew and healed that I get to experience such a loving relationship that I used to dream about. Yeah, I. Why are you laughing? <laughs> are you giggling? <laughs> I'm giggling because I'm just like I'm thinking about how I started and <laughs> how scared I was, you know, putting myself online. And it's it's never what you expect, but it's been one of my, I guess, it's been something that I really enjoy doing. Like I've never thought I would have met so many amazing women like you and like other creator girlies, and just spreading the word and then having people message me being like saying that my content really helps them mm-hmm. it's really gratifying yeah it is and I think we're we're starting a movement and it's awesome because you're starting to see now a lot of different people are saying the same things as us and before I mean I know when I started I would get a lot of like very nasty comments but whenever <laughs> I think now now when they go back and see my content they're like oh snappers she's been saying this for a while and I'm like yes yes I have mm-hmm. but welcome we uh, it's open for every for everyone all the girls who are ready to level up and I think it's so interesting because uh, all of us because I I'm the same way as you I went through a very hard relationship where there was cheating involved and it really made me reflect on who I who I was as a person but I lost myself in that relationship because I've always been this person that I say I am um but during that time my parents had separated I was like changing my major in college and things just were very shaky and then COVID happened 
So that's when it was so easy for me to leave the door open for the wrong person to come into my life. And little mm-hmm. did I know that that was going to be one of the my biggest mistakes, not regrets, but I think biggest mistakes um, mm-hmm. because I lost myself so much and I felt like I had to start from the beginning all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think a lot of us hit that that rock bottom um, point in our lives, but we realize that it's not about staying there. It's about pivoting and really leveling up. And, and I think that that's what makes us relatable to a lot of other women that they're like, okay, I don't have to be perfect because one life is not perfect, but two, you're able to mess up, fail and get back up again. So I completely agree with you on that. Um, it definitely took me some time as well. So I'm glad that you say that it took you like six months to like go back and forth, but you're such a natural though. Like you speak so confidently to the camera. <laughs> that's that's what everyone sees online because I'm posting like the best draft. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, no, because when I whenever I first saw you, I'm like, oh, this girl has been doing it for a while. And then I like went down and I was like, okay, she's like getting into it. She's so good. Like all your content was really good. I, I love it. I love, oh, love, love it. So, um <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about what you were ta- what you were saying before, how you were able to manifest that relationship that you've always wanted and dreamed about. Like, how? Please share your secrets. What's step number one? Okay. Um. So let me try to explain this. <laughs> um, <laughs> essentially, I feel like it's half knowing what you want and putting it out to the universe mm-hmm. and half taking a- aligned actions towards what you want. Mm-hmm. But- in order to know what you want, you really have to first understand and know yourself really well. So mm-hmm. first step, which is kind of like the prep work is doing the inner work, mm-hmm. you know, like reflecting on what's not working for you and you see where you have to change. Um, and like no one else can really tell you exactly how the work is done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone. Yes. How do you do the inner work? How do you do it the inner work? Like it's different between me and you and someone else, you know, but I feel like a lot of it is taking personal accountability, like for your past self. So you know that you have the power to change Um, and then finding the grace and love to forgive your past self, which is a lot of self-love and self-care. And while you're doing all of that, you're also releasing any toxic mindsets, your limiting beliefs. Um, and I feel like for me, once I knew myself and I believed that true love was possible for me, it was so easy to like define what I was looking for and for how much I was leveling up myself and showing up as my best self, I knew, like I was so confident that it was only like a matter of time before I met him. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, I think that it's not spoken enough. I think that this is where our space of spoiled girlies or feminine energy girlies, we don't speak of enough of the self-reflection that we need to do because it really involves, it has a lot to do with like, okay, where did I mess up? Or okay, let's look back at my past behavior. Mm-hmm. What is the constant, uh, the common denominator that I keep, you know, that behavior that I keep repeating over and over again and really rewiring our thoughts, our brain, our actions, and our habits to create 
you know, that dream woman that we want to be, uh, because especially right now, right, it's so easy to go to social media and really compare yourself with like, either materialistic things or body or different things. But it's like, mm-hmm. to get there, if you want that, you, you have to start from somewhere, even if it yeah. means you have quote unquote, nothing, you don't have quote unquote, nothing, you have your determination. And that dream that was planted in your heart, to get there so that's something to start you know mm-hmm. um and I think that the more we promote on doing the inner work and for some reason I don't know if it's happened to you it's definitely happened to me whenever I promote more self-accountability self-awareness for some reason it does not pop up off on TikTok <laughs> for some weird reason only the uh only the uh things to make him obsessed pop up on TikTok for me I, I I'm just like, what TikTok? You're doing me dirty. I talk about all. I talk about yeah. all of it. <laughs> no, same girl. Anytime I talk about like self love, doing inner work, or personal growth journey, like just flops. So I always try to like weave those things in into my my videos on relationships, and kind of like build it in there. But otherwise, if it's just a video on you know personal growth and doing the inner work. Mm-mm. TikTok yeah. doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, so they don't want us to be self-aware or what's going on here. But yes, I do. I do think ladies take notes. You have to be self-aware. And something that Nadine said that I think is so crucial is that it's not going to, it's not going to look the same for you or for me or for Nadine. It's going to look very different depending on, you know, your culture, your limiting beliefs, your, I think also like your social you're like it or not your socioeconomic state of mind like it's going to look very very different it's not going to be the same and that's okay that's okay because what might work for me might not work for you and that's what mm-hmm. makes us our own individual authentic selves and I think that that's one of the questions that I is like one of my biggest pet peeves it's like how it's like I can't there's no one way formula just how there's no like one size fits all clothing line like it just it doesn't work that way um so I love that you pointed that out and you really have to this is where the self-help the self um you know care journey kind of like starts because you have to figure out what does work for you and that's when the fun begins because you're like okay this doesn't work I didn't like this but I did like this you Mm -hmm. know so I love that you said that and um you I saw that you had a video where you also break break it down to like okay so it's first self uh self-love do the inner work the second one you I think you stated that you have to figure out what you like right oh or what was the second step manifesting love video yes 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 it was so good I watched it okay yeah so (laughs) part two is figuring out um like exactly what you're looking for, like your ideal partner. But I always say it's not your most ideal dream relationship. It's your most ideal dream partner for you and who you are right now and who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times we have these ideals like, oh, we want like the perfect man, but we're not the perfect girl either. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's very hard when, you know, you're chasing after aspirations, mm-hmm. but you're not doing the work to get there yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, 
I have this like non-negotiable worksheet that I did for myself when I was, you know, trying to figure out my life. Mm-hmm. And it includes like everything from, you know, what personality traits, what kind of habits does he need to have to match your personality or, you know, what, um, what traits are you attracted to that's unrelated to anything physical or surface level, trying to really like dig down and figure out my values. Mm-hmm. Those were the things that became my non-negotiables, not things like, oh, he's six feet and he's buff or whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. I have something like that as well. That's why when I saw your video, I was like, oh, my gosh. See, we all have our different ways of coping and our different ways of finding our dream partner because very similarly to you, I also wrote down like the, the list of what became very famous for the list of threes where I broke it down into two, into three categories. It's per- three personality types that I wanted mm-hmm. or needed to have. And um, then the last one, can you hear me? Can you hear me well? Yeah, you got cut off a little bit. Okay. And then, yes, yeah, so my, mom, my mom called me. It's okay. Um, and then the third list was the, no, the second list was non-negotiables after mm-hmm. the personality traits. And then the third list was a physical, but, on each and every single one of those, I was very realistic. I was like, I know myself well enough. I know what it is that I can work with. And I definitely know what I cannot work with. For example, for me, I'm a very ambitious girly. And I think it stems from my culture to be very like active and very spicy and very like flamboyant. So <laughs> whenever I was looking for a partner, I was like, yeah, we can't, we can't be, we, we cannot have the same energy because we are we're going to be too much so Mm -hmm. when I was looking for a partner I'm like I really just need a calm a calm person that will ground me Mm -hmm. even though I'm all about abundance I need someone to ground me because if I like if you left me like by myself I would be up in the clouds lagging (laughs) like I need I need someone to ground me and um, I knew that and so whenever I was you know look at rotational dating and trying to find my partner um I was like okay I I automatically knew I instantly knew the first time that I saw my man I was like okay this is it this is him this is this is the one and it's it's crazy to say it out loud now that's why when we got when I shared that we did get married very early on in our dating in the dating stage of our relationship we just knew it was a very mutual thing because we knew exactly what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us had the character and the personality traits that it took and that it takes to make it work. Like we're both in that area. I think we're both very intense with like, well, we want the same thing. We're going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to sacrifice some arguments. There's always compromise and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's what it's all about and, and I'm sure you know this with your boyfriend like you you have to sacrifice and compromise you're not always going to be the one that's that's winning and even when the other person quote-unquote wins you're also winning it's, yeah. it's all about like just finding that medium and I think that people need to be very realistic how you were saying and to really determine if you're being idealistic mm-hmm. and or if you're being realistic because you can have both you can have a little bit of both but you have to be in such a place of self-awareness to be able to know exactly what it is that not just not just want but like actually need for yourself because that the your partner is also going to help you grow to become the highest version of yourself absolutely i i 
I always tell like my friends that, you know, if, if they feel like what they're looking for is a little bit idealistic and but they want to keep their standards, it's absolutely okay. But you have to be willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. Then you'll get what you want. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And I know that it's not uh, like, how do I say it? It's, it's not as sweet or like very, what's the word that I'm trying to look for? Um like eye-catching whenever uh-huh. you say like you have you you have to be willing to work for it but it's the <laughs> truth I mean yeah. my husband and, and let's talk about building a man for a little bit before I get to the next question you I also saw a video that you stitched or that you made that you talked about building with a man mm-hmm. you have to decide I think that building with a man is so like wrong people see it as it's like a wrong thing but the matter of fact is whether you like it or not you are building with that person like you're yeah. going to build with them it's just it depends on what type of foundation you want to build on or if they're if they've already built let's use you know figuratively if they've already have a you know built a house for themselves but they're waiting for someone to come in and furnish it that's how mm-hmm. you have to look at it like wh- at what point of a man's life do you want to build continuously build with them would you agree or like what uh, whenever you chose to be with your boyfriend like did you see like oh my gosh this man is amazing as he is and I can I can't wait to see what he will be doing or how he will be like in the future did any of that cross your mind absolutely um you know I think it was a really good point you made when you're with a man who is success-minded he is always building but I think as women, we have to choose where we want to enter their stage in life. Mm-hmm. And we have to be comfortable with where they are now. And I think it's, it's, it's not healthy going into a relationship wanting to change who he is. But of course, when you're together and you're both growing and obviously you guys change together, like that's fine. Um, but I don't know if you've seen one of my earliest videos about how <laughs> I put my boyfriend on a performance improvement plan. <laughs> no, I did not talk about it, though. Oh, <laughs> I got so much heat for it. So when we first started dating, it was one of those things where, you know, he immediately felt like home to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Same, he said that to me, uh, too. And because it was kind of in the middle of the pandemic, we moved in. Uh, very quickly together Uh Um, and within the first few months there were so many things that relate were related to our living habits that was bothering me but I was really adamant on not changing him you know I wanted him to be comfortable and be himself Uh and ultimately if these lifestyle habits weren't a match to me it just meant that we weren't compatible so we ended up taking like a break or like we broke up Uh Um, And he reached out again a couple months later wanting to work on these things. And they were, they were really, I mean, saying it sounds a little bit, you know, unnecessary, but it was around cleaning, you know, like how how often we did the dishes or like tidying the home up. And I think because I had a higher standard of like wanting things to be organized and clean honestly I'm a little bit OCD about it Mm -hmm. so 
I want like dishes like washed and cleaned right after we use them mm-hmm. versus he was comfortable, you know, stacking it up in the sink and like not doing it for a day or two, but then he'll eventually get to it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't stand that. That was like <laughs> one of the biggest things that bothered me. Mm-hmm. And we argued so much about it, but he, he was someone who wanted to do things for me. You know, he didn't want me cleaning. Mm-hmm. So he was like, if you just waited, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't wait that long. So I start doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, the compromise we reached was that he would do dishes or put them in the dishwasher um, by the end of the night, every night. And I would just, you know, not need to have them done right after. That's so funny. You know what? I'm glad we talked about we're talking about this because this is behind the scenes of what it is to be like living with someone else. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm in a very fortunate position where my husband was in the military and because he was in the military, he knows how to clean and he cleans to my expectations. Now that's when we deep clean, but on a day to day basis, I'm, exp- I already know that I'm going to see, I'm going to see clothes on the floor. Like <laughs> I already know. Because this man, I'm like, what are you, a professional stripper or what? You leave socks over here. You leave your, like, boots over here. And it's so funny. But at the same token, I'm like, let's give him some compassion. Mm -hmm. He gave me, my husband gave me the master bedroom for, you know, for my office and for me to have my own walk-in closet. Uh, We have our our one apartment, our one bed, one bath apartment set up where it's like a studio. So you walk in, the first thing you see is like our huge bed. And then it's like, the dining and then the kitchen but he wanted me to have that and make it my office because he knew that I was going to be successful he's like I see you having your own business I don't want you working for someone else because it's stressing you out I don't want you to be stressed out and yeah. so he gave it to me you know and so now he doesn't even have his own room and now I made it to the point where I'm I'm working on it myself where he only has like a corner <laughs> for himself and so in that corner he can have his whole like clothes laying there and his like mail and like different things. Cause my husband has this thing of like liking to look at discount books for some reason. He never tells me one, tell me one time he's used a, a little discount coupon. Never. But he likes to look through them and he has like stacks of them on his bedside table. And so I'm like, I have to compromise even though I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I compromise that that's his side. I'm not, I'm already, I've already taken over the master bedroom the house is set up the way that I want it. And like we have the color schemes that I want, which is like sage, white, and like beige. He lets me do all of that stuff. So I'm going to compromise like him leaving his clothes on the floor. And but I completely get it. I think that that's one of the reasons why there's so many uh, like separations or breakups and relationships because of the cleaning. It's it's such a not the cleaning. It's like the. Um, the way of living it's like your habitat and it's so common and I think that if you can get over that hurdle you win you win because then that's how you're going to solve the rest of the other problems that come up yeah you know what I mean yeah I I remember um actually a lot of women in my comments saying like oh you know you shouldn't have to teach like Uh, a man child or you shouldn't be mothering him but I absolutely do not view it that way you know I'm not a perfect person either and you know just because I like doing things a certain way and he does it differently it doesn't 
mean that I can't. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, okay. And here's another thing. So I knew that once I married young and I married with a young man, he's 25 now, but when we met, he was 23. I was like, I'm going to have to mold this man. I'm going Mm -hmm. to mold him. I'm willing to sacrifice this because you have two options, right? You either marry someone that's a lot older than you or, you know, maybe like five, six, seven years apart. That's fine. Uh, But if you marry someone like I married someone that was only a year and a half older than me, I was like, okay, this person I'm going to have to mold my husband and that's okay because in the long, we're playing the long-term game. Like we're in this long-term and the long-term, the long run, this is going to be worth it because at some point we're going to have children and he is going to instantly and automatically know the expectations that he has and how he has to uphold them because I'm, he's not going to be my number one priority in the family. So at some point my children that are going to be infants are going to be my number one and I'm going to need him to function without me he's going Mm -hmm. to he's going to have to keep the house tidy because at some point I won't be able to do that and so what I'm doing now is that even though because my husband does work a lot he has two jobs right now um we're in the transition period of his for his uh long-term career so Mm -hmm. we're we're in this waiting period and waiting season and he got two jobs he's working um uh he's he has two jobs but his first job is from his regular eight to five or eight to four thirty, and then his other job is from five thirty to midnight or sometimes one a.m. So this man only gets like six hours of sleep, four or five, and but ask me if he still cleans. Absolutely, he still cleans. Ask me if he knows his duties. Yes, he does. Ask me if he helps me with the laundry. Yes, he does. Is mm-hmm. it too much? Not at all, because at some point we're gonna have children, and I need him to be used to this and did I did I have to talk to him about it you know and be like you know even though you're working that doesn't mean that you have to let go of everything I had to regroup with him and tell him like hey you know the standards of the house I'm also working I'm an entrepreneur I have my own business and I'm gonna start school soon so I need you to be on board with me and sure enough he made time to clean he made time to go wash my car he made time to help me with the laundry he made time to help me with the dishes so it's like It's like you have to, but people are not ready to discuss the reality of which it is. Like they expect their man to just be already made. And here's the thing. If a man is already made, that means that he was, uh, I'm going to sound so bad right now, but that means that he was quote unquote kind of like trained by (laughs) someone else. You know what I mean? And it's like, I want to be the person that shows him how to do things because I'm going to mold him the way that I like it. Just how he's molding me the way that he likes me. Like, it's mm-hmm. a mutual thing. It's not just, like, a one-way uh, it's all. Does that make sense? Sorry. Yeah, not, not of course. I think that this is, this is a very important topic that not a lot of people are ready to have. And are there exceptions? Yes, there's exceptions. Like, this isn't the only reality. But most commonly, okay, if you want to be with a man and you want to get married or you want to be, you know, in a long-term relationship, you want to live with someone, these are the conversations you need to have. How are you going to pivot? from you know a disagreement right mm-hmm. okay and, no, yes, and i think this is a perfect time to transition into my next question so let's talk about the difference between a traditional and a provider mindset man just like i was mentioning to maybe to some people they're like wow not only does he work but he also helps around the house i think that that, that um talking about the difference between a traditional and a provider mindset man 
would help them understand the type of man that I'm describing whenever I describe about the treatment that I get from my man. So would you mind sharing the difference between a traditional man and a provider mindset man? Yes. So I really think that it's a value match thing between two people. So I have always viewed provider-minded men as men who want to provide and protect. Want to is Mm -hmm. a very important keyword. You know, he's providing mentally, physically, emotionally, and oftentimes financially. Um, But like, it's the wanting and willing portion of wanting and willing to take care of his wife and his family. He wants to make her life easier. But what a lot of people, men and women, both don't understand because they might never have been in this kind of relationship is that she is also giving back. She's giving back willingly and wantingly because he, she loves him, respects him, you know, appreciates him. And a lot of times it might look like cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids, but it's not limited to just that or any of that if that's not where he places his value. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what trips a lot of people up because, you know, traditional man, he's looking for a traditional wife who cooks, cleans, and takes care of the kids, right? And oftentimes they'll say that they will financially provide if she does these things. But a provider-minded man, he willingly wants to make your life easier. And you're also willingly doing things for him out of your love and care. I think that's how I see the two differently. Yeah. And you know what? Let's talk about the woman for a second on what she gives. I feel like we don't talk. Well, there's been more creators like yourself, how you talk about what you do for your boyfriend. Um and other women that I've seen that what they do for their boyfriend or for their man um Mm -hmm. you know because we give a lot we give a lot yes we we do do. a lot and to a lot of people who aren't in this position like I already know in the comments I'm like you're not in a relationship you're obviously not in a relationship you've never had like been (laughs) in a relationship before because like it's also exhausting if we don't have someone pouring into us the same way that you know we pour into our partners it is exhausting and it is draining and it is awful so like we give we give a lot and it also depends on the background of your man for example my man has never had a home before he comes from a very Mm -hmm. back a very rough background and a very um like uh very strict background and then he would join the military so He's never had a place to call home before. So the fact that I'm able to provide a simple home and a place of like peace and serenity for him, that to him is like, I'll do whatever for you. I I don't Mm -hmm. care. I don't get this is so much more valuable. Like I've never had this in my life. Mm -hmm. And no doubt, I... I want this forever. So Mm -hmm. it really just depends on how you were saying um, his value and what he thinks is valuable uh, because to maybe to a man that might have been a customer who doesn't appreciate the, the feminine essence might say okay I don't want like this isn't for me like no let's split it right yeah so you really have to um, I love how you said that the value thing and how we also give a lot like we we give so much we mm-hmm. really do. We really do. Or just even like the simple fact of keeping them organized. 
I don't know if this happens to you, but it definitely happens to me with my husband. Like, I consistently remind him of different things that he has to take care of. Not with, like, the house, but just, like, babe, don't forget to do X, Y, and Z before you go to work. Oh, shoot, you're so right. Thank you for reminding me. Or, hey, babe, like, don't forget that you have to organize X, Y, Z just to keep him because he does, for example, he does work a lot um, in the position and the place that that we are. So the Mm -hmm. fact that I'm able to remind him and kind of pick him up from whatever it is that he needs, he appreciates that. Or me doing it for him sometimes. Like I, you know, I organize things for him and it's, it's a lot. We do a lot. No, I think a a lot of women will turn around and say, oh, you know, that's like a really, you know, heavy mental load on you. But you have to realize that when you have a man who's working to give you the life that you want you're also showing your love by doing what you can for him right and regardless of where he is in life or where he is socioeconomically if he is trying to build he will only get busier and busier do you know what I mean like you're never gonna how do I say this it's like he will only become, he will only be working more and more. And when he's working more and more, like, yes, you might have to take on a little more, but that's a discussion for you two to have to see, you know, what you're comfortable taking on. And I always tell women, like, you're, you're always going to be carrying a load, but you're the one who has to make sure that you're not overloaded, that the load you're carrying isn't too heavy so that you start feeling resentful towards him. Because when that starts happening, you're, you're like sacrificing and he's not really noticing it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a conversation to have if you're starting to clean more and it's like too much on your plate and you guys are in a place to afford like a housekeeper once a month or once every two weeks, like do that because that's going to save so much like headache, like between you two. Or, you know, if you start out and you say that, hey, like I don't like this is what I told my boyfriend when we uh, first started dating. I said that, you know, I'm happy cooking for him because similarly, he grew up, um, he was on his own from a very young age. So like having the feeling of a home was really important to him. And the food that I make reminds him of home. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy doing that for him. But I absolutely do not enjoy cleaning. Like I'll do it, (laughs) but, but I don't like doing it. So he has always been the one that does the daily maintenance and upkeep. But I'll do the deep clean because, you know. I'm a stickler for, for these kind of things. Yes, 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 yes. I get it. No, no, no. I get it. Yeah. My husband, I I told him the same thing. I'm like, I cook, you clean. And he's like, yeah, I got it. (laughs) Yep. I agree. I agree. And same thing with him. Right. And, and it's like, uh, it's a discussion that you have to have. Like, okay, we both can't right now, but can we afford to get a house, like um, a housekeeper, like someone that cleans a house, uh, and then you can just you can talk about it. And a lot of people think that think that those arguments aren't a big deal, but those are the arguments that cause resentment that will later lead to um, the bigger problems later on. And then you add the kids, and you know, just problems start getting bigger. So the foundation from the beginning is extremely important. Having that communication with your partner is extremely yes. important. And now, yes. 
this leads yep. to my next question, which is how can someone differentiate a provider mindset man from a traditional one? If he provides, <laughs> if he's paying attention to your needs, if he cares about what you want, if you're struggling with something and he feels the urgency to help you, he wants to help you, you know, he's doing things for you and kind of, you know, backtracking to what we were saying earlier even if he doesn't know how to do something, he wants to learn to mm-hmm. do it because he knows it'll make you happy or it'll help you. Yes. And and I always go back to the beginning of my relationship with my now husband because I remember the third – it's intense. Like, honestly, a lot of people, they're like, uh, girl, that was love bombing or like, uh, girl, like, this is toxic. But it ended up working out for us because my husband from the third day, I'm just a very passionate person. And, and I think that once people meet me in person, they're like, oh, yeah, you're very clear on what it is that you want. So I'm very passionate and I'm very like, I'm so expressive with what I want. And this was kind of what was happening on the third day with my husband. I was talking to him about all the dreams that I had, all the plans that I had. And uh, he was even getting excited for me. So he's like, yeah, if there's anything that I could do, like, let me know if you want to like leave your job right now and invest in your business. Like I will do that for you. Let me know how much money you need. And obviously it was a third date. So I was like, uh, no, sir. Like that's weird, but <laughs> he was willing and he was willing with little things. So he would, you know, help me with, with other things. He would never let me pay, you know, on, on, on the average stuff on like the dates, but also like if I needed something, he was there, he would fill up my tank. Like he would fill up my, um, my tank of gas whenever I had my own car like he he was very uh he kept up with all of those things and um when so not only that but that's also the type of lifestyle that I was used to like I saw my dad doing that but my dad was traditional so Mm -hmm. it was like if my mom didn't stay home or if my mom didn't cook it was like what did you do all day you know yeah and with my husband one thing that I saw was that he's like you don't have to do that stop stressing yourself out like if you didn't get to cook, like, let's go out and eat. Like, there's so many different places here. And to me, that was so new. I was like, oh, you don't want me? To, you don't want me to be stressed? Like, you don't want? <laughs> true. It's so true. Like, and that's how you can differentiate. Where And another thing is that a traditional man, I think a lot of times, I'm not trying to, like, bash on traditional men here but they expect something in return like I do this for you you do this for me and I feel yes. like provider mindset men when you are the dream when you're their dream girl they're just like just be happy like literally just be happy your energy is like what boosts my um, my my own energy right. and, and so it's crazy for people to understand this concept because they're like what the heck only one in a billion or one in a million men are like that but no it's not that you just have to be the girl that they've been wanting for a really long time or have always dreamt of just how you've always dreamt of a specific man so it goes both ways yeah exactly like I I sometimes feel like traditional men they're actually like a type of 50 50 men yes you know like a lot of them are concerned with what they're getting out of the relationship or that interaction like of course there are still good traditional men too and they just want someone who's a homemaker but those good ones I think they help and they appreciate their wives because Mm -hmm. they know that homemaking is a 24-7 job Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, so ladies, pay attention to that. Now to close off, this is going to be, I think, one of the last questions. I know that this is a heated topic, um, but let's talk about Shira Seven, our Sprinkle Sprinkle <laughs> Queen. I saw one of your videos that I was like, yes, she knows. Um, you said that you're a girl that you love hard. And when it comes to Shira Seven, she really talks about like the financial aspect of being with a man. And we just want to talk about it briefly here because to all the ladies that are listening, I've been receiving a lot of DMs and a lot of um, like questions on my lives about Shira Seven on what I think about her. Um, we're not going to speak on what we think about her necessarily, but just um, maybe like the impact versus the intention. I think she really means well for all the women who want to embark on that same journey where she just looks at a man for finances. Mm-hmm. But if you're someone and you're listening and you're someone like us who wants the best of both worlds, who wants a man to be able to provide for her, but at the same time have that love and build with them, then this, this advice is for you. I'm going to share my two cents and then I'll go ahead and let Nadine share. So on Shira seven or sprinkle, sprinkle queen. I think that there is, there has to be some type of boundary. I think what she says is really funny. And at first I thought it was hilarious. Everything that she would say, because I took it as a joke. The moment that I started seeing that a lot of other women were implementing it, that's when I started getting a little bit concerned because a lot of the things that Shira seven says can put you in a position of danger. Uh, when it comes to, you know, speaking about wealthy men, men that have money and like maybe married men as well. And they're talking to you and they want to court you and things like that. We have to be very careful. And this is when discernment comes in. Ladies, use your discernment, please. Don't have, don't go into a relationship just looking for money because that's stemming from a place of insecurity and a scarcity mindset. You need to look at a man from his character and from that point of view of what type of um, the character that a man has will later transfer into his bank account. Trust me, success and money always come right alongside good character and discipline. Um, so I would just be very careful with the advice that you take from Shira Seven. I do like that she talks about feminine energy, femininity, to be a lady. I love that aspect where she says, be a lady, you know, present yourself as such and have high standards. But also keep in mind that she's that she introduces herself as a financial advisor, not as a relationship coach. Uh, now, Nadine, what would your two cents be with um, with the advice once you started seeing Sprinkle Sprinkle Queen um, pop up more on your for you page? I have sort of the same sentiment. She's very funny. A lot of her tips are great tips and they work. And I think a lot of uh, young women find that her Um, advice works but I just want to say that dating and attraction works the same across the board you know but you really have to think about the end result that you're looking for like be choosy with who you apply her tips to and if you're looking for something that's like a genuine loving relationship with a provider like a good provider-minded man you also need to be like a genuine good woman Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you're applying these tips with the sole 
I guess, purpose of um, getting something out of it financially, you know, I, I don't think it's right to, I guess, like, potentially hurt some good men out there exactly because that creates resentment and then men try to do the same thing to other women and then women come back and they complain the cycle yes it's a vicious cycle so to break off that cycle make sure that your intention is very clear with what you're doing and if you um because this is i think this is going to hit the correct women all the girlies that are are following my podcast they're not Um, I guess I'm sorry to say this for Shira Seven, but they're not superficial. I think a lot of them want meaning and live with purpose. And so if you want a purposeful relationship that will prosper and you're playing the long-term game, you need to be very careful with this type of advice. Mm -hmm. As she's mentioned before, she's a financial advisor. (laughs) She considers herself more of a financial advisor or a financial coach rather than a relationship coach because she, she did this out of survival. She had other things to take care of when we're choosing our partners, we don't choose them from survival. We choose them from prosperity and clarity. So that's Mm -hmm. a big difference. So take her tips and tricks whenever you're dating. um, But don't use it as, uh, as for it to be like law or like for it to be like a given that it's going to work and that you're going to have this amazing life. Please, please, please tame your eye, tame your um, ambitions when it comes to this stuff, because it could put you in a very dangerous position and I would hate for you to not be fulfilled later on in life. Mm-hmm. So I think that that sums it up for the Sprinkle Sprinkle Queen. Now let's um, let's close this by some words of wisdom from Nadine. For the girlies like us who love hard, what would you recommend uh, for them to learn when it comes to choosing their men? Uh, I've been talking about this a lot more um, recently, but emotional discipline, always choosing your standards over your emotions. Like Uh you have to always go back to your non-negotiables and not get tricked by your feelings. You know, sometimes it's very easy for us to fall for the nice to haves, or if he's really charming or you think he's what you want, And by the time you fall for him and you realize that there are like red flags or there's things that, you know, it's not going to work out, we tend to glaze over it and ignore it because we're already emotionally invested. So in the beginning, especially like if you're a girly who has a lot of love to give, um, it's really easy to give it to the wrong person. You have to protect yourself and you protect yourself with your standards and Uh with your negotiables. Mm -hmm. your standards will protect you remember that's our little mantra your standards will always protect you so i completely agree with you nadine (laughs) Alrighty. well this will close this oh snaps my phone fell this is going to close our episode (laughs) so stay tuned Uh, again nadine thank you so much for saving time and really being here with us and being a part of the becoming her podcast i'm excited for your journey and for your growth and expect this episode to be out the month of August. Thank you yeah. so much, Nadine. Thank you, Carla. This was so much fun. <laughs> it's my first first podcast. Woo-hoo, I'm glad you did it with me. You're such a natural. You know how to respond to questions. So use this as like as um kind of like feedback. This is how it is whenever you're whenever you're recording podcasts. So okay. you did a great job. Um, Thank you. To everybody that's listening.